Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast for Tuesday, May 15th, 2018. My name is Ray, and along with me are... Hi, I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. If you want to join in the conversation, please go to facebook.com slash profanearg, and you can post your thoughts or a link to an article. Uh, we had a lot. I don't know if you guys noticed. We had a few people join who are not like-minded posting to our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Uh, one guy in particular asking uh, our thoughts on Alex Jones. <laughs> I thought that was interesting. I think, Jared, didn't you reply to him? Yeah, I was. Well, I was shocked by <clears throat> I wasn't sure what prompted the question. Like, yeah. do, like he asked, do we agree with Alex Jones a lot or something to that effect? Right. Well, he asked, yeah. Do you agree with Alex Jones on what was it that the Sandy Hook shooting was just a hoax? Right. I, your response was something like. I don't think we're going to agree with Alex Jones on much of anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But did we say something to prompt that that question? Did we make some outlandish claim? I don't know what it would have been. Nothing that I recall. I mean, I believe in a ton tons of conspiracy theories, but I don't know if I ever <laughs> mentioned it on here. No, I think it was just a, a troll, honestly. Well, yeah. And then there was another one right after that, right? Yeah, the, well, there were a couple of people asking some very interesting questions. I was going to maybe hit one of the questions a little bit later, but I, I thought it was interesting uh, development because we've had mentioned a couple of times that we kind of have a, our own little bubble, you know, echo chamber, but uh, not, not not quite so much anymore. There are a few people on there who are posting odd questions. Oh, that's right. The guy asked uh, why why we conflate Donald Trump and the alt right, right? Right. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, what do you wait? Yeah, <laughs> they love him. <laughs> he said there's some good people in there. So, meh. right. I, basically, my response was, I'm not saying that Donald Trump is a member of the alt right, but the alt right really do like Donald Trump. Like they like everything that he seems to stand for. I'd be willing to make the, the, the claim that you're not. <laughs> I would be willing to say that Donald Trump is a member of the alt right. <laughs> in case you needed one of us to, it's going to be me. <laughs> I think that's at the root of everything he does. Well, official member or like, come on. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm with you guys. Right, like <laughs> yeah. a card-carrying member or are all his policy decisions based on erasing Obama's legacy? Mm, definitely that. But I don't know if that is necessarily because Obama is black or if it is because Obama eviscerated him at the press corps dinner thing a few years ago. Yeah, but he was riding Obama's ass before that, though. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's A. Sure. Maybe a little of both. <laughs> Trump's dad is turning in his grave. <laughs> well, Trump is one of those people that everybody, except for the people that I know immediately, are inherently bad and wrong and <laughs> inferior. Anybody that he's directly connected to, he, he makes allowances for and brings them up to his level, but everybody else is just dirt. That's true. Yes. So maybe maybe keep it in mind. I want to get into maybe a little bit later when we we talk about different Trump topics. What are things like the, what the one thing that he said was he thinks that Trump is doing some good things. What what do you think specifically things that that Trump has done that you are against? So just keep it in mind, and we'll circle back around to it. Okay. All right. So first, I wanted to uh, bring this up because I thought it was very humorous. Did you see? Mitch McConnell's post, his response for uh, Don Blankenship when uh, when Blankenship lost his primary. No, I did not see that. Don Blankenship <laughs> was uh, calling him Cocaine Mitch because of some dealings that his family had had. His and- China family, because his China family. <laughs> right. China people and his China family. And his yeah. China family. <laughs> 
Mitch. <laughs> so calling him Cocaine Mitch all the time after Don Blankenship lost the primary, Mitch McConnell posted a picture of himself as, uh, uh, what is it, Escobar? Yeah, I think. Escobar. Wow. <laughs> like covered, covered in cocaine, that then says, thanks for playing, Don. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Mitch McConnell has a sense of humor. I thought that was, was really good. I don't agree with much of what Mitch McConnell does, but that was funny. Yeah, agreed. He's redeemed in my mind. I forgive everything. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> that Don Blankenship was the best. <laughs> the best. Well, his ads were, I, I, I still can't figure out if it was, I mean, is that as much excitement as he could muster for a television ad? Or was it on purpose and some kind of weird? I don't know troll. that. And, and like, he just seemed like cool with it. His ads were like, so the other side is going to try <laughs> to tell you that I had to go to prison for murdering 22 minors. It's true. Yeah. Vote for me. <laughs> Blankenship. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, you definitely. Uh, he does mention it twice in like one sentence, right? right. Where he's like, they're playing ads saying that I went to jail. And I did go to jail, <laughs> yeah. right? And then like, yeah. But but it was a conspiracy, and oh my god, just just the greatest. Who convinced that guy to run? <laughs> Who convinced him that those commercials would work? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine the same person. <laughs> if you could talk as monotone as possible and continue to mention that you were in prison for killing people, yeah. That Do you would think be he like walked out of prison? <laughs> Which, by the way, we, we, we know was probably like a club fed, right? Like, yeah, probably. That he walked out and like one guy was like, Don, you are not going to believe what's going on this past year, but you are totally <laughs> right for running for Senate, right? And he's like, but I just got out of jail. He goes, that's exactly why we're going to run you. <laughs> <laughs> you might have heard a little bit about what's going on, but you have no idea. <laughs> Crime lets you win. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the next thing I wanted to follow up on, uh, we talked about the Free Thought Caucus. If you want to know more, I'm going to link a uh, video that is on C-SPAN. It's as exciting as you would imagine being on C-SPAN, but it mm. is uh, the guy who started the Free Thought Caucus, and he explains it all in under 27 minutes. So if you're if you're interested, uh, the video is there. Goes into enough detail that I think it's uh, it's worth watching once. 27 minutes of detail? Wow. Well, it's on C-SPAN, so it's a whole half hour of talking. But it's not all about that, but it's okay. it's quite a bit about it. So I watched the okay. first, like, 10 minutes, and it was worthwhile. Okay. Uh, another follow-up. just wanted to mention this because it, it made it into the news again. The Cross in Pensacola, Florida. We've talked about it several times. This week... Another judge is going to be hearing another argument. The original judge said that they had to pull the cross down within 30 days, and that was months ago. It has been waiting because they filed an appeal before the 30 days was up. So the appeal is going uh, going forward, and oral arguments are going to be heard this week. Just wanted to mention it because um, I'm sure something's going to come of it. The list of different groups who are supporting both sides, there are two full paragraphs on who is supporting it. Wow. The ACLU, the ACLU Florida, the Anti-Defamation League, Baptist Joint Committee for Religious Liberty, the Center for Inquiry, uh, it, it goes on and on and on. The, the Sikh Coalition, the Union for Reform Judaism and Women of Reform Judaism, like all these people are in favor of taking the cross down. And then you've got Moral Law Incorporated, which is affiliated with Roy Moore. They're... Oh. Uh, <laughs> 
They're one of the big groups trying to keep it, uh, the cross up. Jews for Religious Liberty, uh, the Coalition for Jewish Values, the Rabbinical Council of America. I don't know why so many Jewish groups uh, want to keep this cross up, but there's a lot of them. That does seem odd. They got yeah. a secret. They're working on a project of a Star David in the back. <laughs> They're like, oh, <laughs> shit, man. We might have to scrap this whole project. If this cross stays up, they can put a star up. That makes sense. Yeah. Apparently, the attorneys general from multiple states are also backing the uh, the cross staying up. Hmm. So it's it looks like it's going to be a big argument. It's probably going to go up to the Supreme Court then at this point. Unless it's a state court thing or is it a state or federal? No, U.S. Court of Appeals for the 11th Circuit. Okay. Exactly. The next follow-up I wanted to do, there was an article on the New York Post that's talking about, and I'm going to pronounce it wrong. I just know I'm going to pronounce it wrong. Yeshiva? Or is that correct? Yeshiva. Yeshiva? All right. Yay. Uh, about the yeshiva, the, the Jewish schools in the Orthodox Jewish schools in New York, and how they are really keeping specifically men in the poorest areas because the women actually get a fairly well-rounded education from what this describes. But if you're male and in the Orthodox Jewish religion, ultra-Orthodox communities is the way it describes it, uh, you're expected to become a rabbi. Everybody? Well, everybody has to try. Mm. It says mm. only about 5% of them succeed, and that leaves the other 95% doomed to... Being in poverty because sure. they didn't Uneducated. receive any science or English or history, mathematics, any education. So is that why they educate the, the women so the women can work and support these stupid men? I don't know that it goes that far into logic. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I mean, how else do you expect them to succeed in life if you don't educate them at, at least a backup plan? If only yeah, 5% become rabbis. That's the problem. And apparently it's leaving a lot of Orthodox uh, Jews in a place where they just have to take over their family business and apprentice and just earn a living as best they can. Well, so, it keeps them from larger secular society, that's for sure, which is yeah. probably one of the other aims. True enough. So, again, I wanted to throw this out because we've talked about it before, and it's getting a little bit more news. New York Post now having a full article about it. So, the next thing that I have... <laughs> and this will this is a follow-up on a story that we did previously. There's a Slate article entitled John Roberts Long Game, and it's talking about Supreme Court Justice Roberts and his ruling. He, so he wrote the ruling on the Lutheran, the Trinity Lutheran Church that we talked about, the tires for the, the playground. Yeah. Right. Oh. So there's another case that has come up, and this one is in New Mexico. The New Mexico Supreme Court is looking at another case where subsidies for religious organization have been uh, pulled because the state said, no, that's a violation, separation of church and state. And the so the state Supreme Court is now looking at that. And it looks like they are that is eventually going to be going to the federal Supreme Court. Oh, my nemesis is. <laughs> yeah. And because of that. And because of the fact that the Trinity Lutheran Church has already been ruled in favor of, it seems like this might be the next one that would then snowball into states not being able to keep any money from a, a religious 
organization, meaning that if a religious organization files for monies from the state, they have to be granted it. it it's basically going to be forcing the state's hands to to pay for religious organizations' buildings or, you know, whatever grants they can get. So whatever public money is accessible to secular organizations needs to also be available to, and government organizations needs to be also available to church organizations. Didn't we talk about that case being a slippery slope? Yes, we did. Yeah. I think we also talked about how it seemed very clear cut, and I don't know how it made it all the way up there, but... Right. Don't know how here it we made go. it up there. Seriously, don't know how it got past the way it did. And here we go. Here's the slope we were talking about. Right. Mm. So the whole thing was just a setup. It was a nice, easy, inexpensive, lowball case that opened the door. Exactly. Hmm. Well, crap. <laughs> so, <Yep. laughs> so Mark Stern wrote an article about it on Slate. That'll be linked. Um, I think it goes into quite a bit of detail. It's a nice, long article. Nice, good read. <laughs> so a mm. lot of information there. All right. That is all I have on uh, follow-up. So want to move on to state news? This is also in New Mexico. New Mexico, a city has just adopted a new flag. And on that flag is the Star of Bethlehem. Yes! Which, strangely enough, really looks like a cross. Yeah, weird. In star form. Yeah, the Freedom From Religion Foundation sent a letter saying, Hey, are you sure you want to do that? Because... That's a clear violation, especially since, and I love this, the quote from uh, George Belderama. He says, I love, I love that it is, it just establishes our faith and a representation of hope. This <laughs> is a representation by this city to make, uh, to just make a statement that they choose to let God be the God of their city. Oh, wow. Yeah, pretty clear. <laughs> They're not even trying the, that's not a religious symbol. <laughs> Right, right. I, I thought they were going to tell me that was the secular Bethlehem star. <laughs> not, and again, not in this case, I'm sh I'm sure they asked everybody in the town what their religion was, and they made sure everybody had the same religion, right? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. So the city is called Belen, B-E-L-E-N. On the flag, it says Belen, and then parentheses underneath it, it says Bethlehem, established 1740. So was the city once called Bethlehem, and now is Belen? I don't know what the full story is behind that mm -hmm. it seems like they're just representing that Belen is a shorthand for bethlehem ah well it says it's a spanish translation of bethlehem is that what, that's what it oh, says oh maybe ah yeah okay that would make uh -huh. sense but apparently uh freedom from religion foundation is having a bit of a problem because nobody within that city is complaining oh. so if nobody in the city complains they can't do anything and they won't do anything Sure, somebody needs to actually be a complainant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Neighboring towns don't count. And on, on another note, cities have flags? I was just about to ask <laughs> that same question. Does, does my town have a flag that I don't know about? I don't think ours does. I didn't know cities had flags. Do, do, then, like, do counties have their own flags? That's way too many flags. That's a lot of goddamn flags. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think State College has a flag. Really? You mention it. Yeah, I think we I think they do. I remember seeing it one time and going, eh, it's kind of lame, but whatever. <laughs> Is it a nice silhouette of Jopa? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I can't imagine. I I don't know. The idea of a city having a flag, I that's that's new to me. Ah, uh, wow. The, the, yeah, Center County has a flag. State College has a flag. All oh, right, no, Center County has no flag. Sorry. It's just, yeah. This is a list no. of all the Williams, cities. Williamsport has a flag. There you go. Is it racist? 
It doesn't appear to be immediately. <laughs> it appears to be some interlocking, a series of uh, seven interlocking rings, and each ring is focused on something the city believes it's famous for. Mm. Like one looks like uh, the cross section of a tree for for the lumber industry. One looks like a baseball for the Little League Hall of Fame and whatnot. And you know each each ring, each concentric circle looks like that. It looks, it's a terrible flag. It's black and white. <laughs> it just says Williamsport, Pennsylvania on it. And then it says incorporated 1860, 1866, maybe. That sounds like something that you could have just made with, you know, Microsoft Word. I, uh, they did. I, as a matter of fact, I'm confident that this was selected by a, uh, some sort of contest in an elementary school. Mm. And they picked the top five and, and this winner got, you know, a $500 savings bond <laughs> or something of that nature. You know, we do have a flag in Milford. Yeah, it's the nice. flag that Lincoln's head was wrapped in after he got shot. Oh. No way. Yeah, really? oh yes way. That that flag is on display in Milford. <laughs> wow. That used really? to Really? Yes, it used to be in the public library in a gun case. And you, we used to, t- we used to, when they would take us from the elementary school to the library, you could just open it up and touch it. And eventually, the Smithsonian got word that we had this flag, and they took it back to to test it to make sure it was legit. And they said it's legit, and now it's in this. We have a little museum in town called the Columns, and if you want to see the he- the flag that his head was wrapped in, it's got blood stains and everything on it. Oh. Uh, it's in a little case, well, in a big case. Amazing, June thirtieth. Here I come. Oh, we're going to see. It. I've touched it. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine the Smithsonian would let you touch it. No. Well, we have it now. Oh, you have it back? Yeah, they gave it back to us. Huh. Yeah. So if you want to see it, Ian, it's here. Oh, coming. But I touched it when I was a kid, when it was just in a gun rack. You could, you know, a gun case, you just open it up and touch it. (laughs) That's so weird. Well, the story is, for for a long time, I thought the story was is that he, that, that when they were taking him back, that somehow they came through Milford and somebody grabbed the flag, but... It makes no sense that they would have gone through Milford from he got shot in New York, right? To Washington and then they took him back to Washington. But Fun theater. I thought that was in Washington. Oh, was it? Okay. I thought I it was so. in New York. Either way, yeah. he didn't come through Milford. The, what it was is that whoever one of the nurses there who was attending to him lived in Milford and took the flag and brought it back here. Ah. Border <laughs> town. That's so that's our flag. <laughs> <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> All right. Uh moving on to Mississippi. So this, again, this came up in my Atheist News feed. The Mississippi is putting In God We Trust on the license plates. But it's not quite the way that I envisioned it. Like, with a lot of the feedback, the idea that, you know, people were upset about In God We Trust being on the license plate, it is actually the governor there, Phil Bryant, is introducing the the new plate, but it it's part of the great seal of the state of Mississippi. So ah. it's not like it says, in God we trust, emboldened on the license plate. It's a picture of the seal, the state seal, in the middle of the license plate. And on the state seal, it says, in God we trust. So the larger problem is the fact that the, the seal has, in God we trust, on it. True. Exactly. Mm. But again, we're having that problem all over the place. And people, a lot of people are just taking it for granted that in God we trust, that's our that's our national motto. We're going to put it everywhere. Mm. And now that it's being questioned, they're really putting it everywhere. <laughs> it, do, do you, I wonder if there's an option for no additional cost for an alternate 
license plate? Uh, as of when this article was written, I do not believe so. Hmm. This is, again, on the Friendly Atheist webpage. Uh, it has uh, some details about it. But no, I don't believe it was an option. Well, that's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just another place where they're, they're trying, to, trying to gain more ground. This one's a little bit worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, where is this at? Oklahoma City. In Oklahoma, the governor, Mary Fallon, has signed a new bill that uh, it adds churches to the list of places where you can stand your ground. What? Churches. What? So if somebody is in attacking you or breaking into your house or government office, these are places where you can stand your ground and fire on them. Firing a weapon is not... Doesn't have to be the last resort. It says the bill adds places of worship to the list of locations where Oklahoma citizens have a right to expect absolute safety. Person's home, place of business, and place now of worship. Huh. So now if you feel threatened in a church, just like, uh, uh, what was that guy's name in Florida? George Zimmerman. 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 He just got busted for yeah. something else. So <laughs> if, uh, if you're standing in a church and you see somebody in a hoodie that you don't think is uh, good for your community, uh, you can shoot them dead, apparently. That is such a loose law. Like, I don't know how. Mm. I don't know how they can't see that that can't backfire on them, you yeah. know? Yeah. The whole stand your ground law, I find disconcerting to begin with. I mean, I could see an argument for okay, in your home. You have a right to defend your home. But outside of that, I don't see the argument anymore. Place of worship. Maybe if you're the pastor that lives there, that's kind of your home. Okay, but not beyond that. First off, if you had a gun and say someone was charging at you Hmm. and your instinct was to shoot this person, would you pull the gun out and get ready to pull it and go, oh, wait, I'm not in a stand your ground zone. (laughs) I can't do this and put the gun back in. Are you just going to fire either way? That's true. I mean, self-defense is justifiable anywhere. So why is it special if you happen to be in a place of work or your home, for that matter? Right. That's what I was just going to ask. I I, I couldn't imagine what – I don't even understand Stand Your Ground. Mm. I didn't know that there was a scenario where someone breaking into your home or attacking you at home, you know, where you needed a special rule to meet that with lethal force. I thought that had always been the case. Uh, well, I think normally the expectation is you can only fire on somebody if you have an expectation that you are going to lose your life. Whereas uh, stand your ground laws allow you to protect your home and your valuables and your possessions. With yeah, but doesn't force. that fall? Doesn't that fall under castle law, which I uh, hear everybody talk about in Pennsylvania constantly? I think it's probably is that the same a real thing? thing. Huh? Is that a real thing? That is a real thing in Pennsylvania. It is. Probably the same kind of law. Yeah, except these dipshits with guns who, I swear to God, want to shoot somebody, you know, who sit there and go, oh, I can't wait till somebody breaks into my house. I'll fucking kill them and this and that. And then I'm like, well, you know, that's against the law. And they'll be like, oh, castle law, castle law, man. You can shoot anybody in your house. And I'm like, what? Are you sure about that? (laughs) And uh, well, anybody breaking into your house. Since I asked a cop friend of mine, I go, how does that castle law work? And he goes. He goes, I've never really seen it used, but he goes, let me tell you something. If you shoot somebody in your property and claim castle law, right, yeah. there's going to be a massive investigation. And sure. there better be good. You better be in the fucking. You better have shot in the closet. Right. And that guy must have had an arsenal on him when he was coming at you. And if you, if you shot him in the back, it ain't going to work. <laughs> right. And again, um, I've taken some time to read Pennsylvania HB 40 and it. It it sounds like it changed nothing. It just says that 
a person can use deadly force in one's own home without the duty to retreat, but there did need to be the threat of death or serious bodily injury. That seems reasonable. You, yeah. You can't be hiding in the closet hoping that the, the neighbor kid, you know, tries to break in to steal your oxycodone. Right. Or you can't, I don't know, antagonize your neighbor that you've been having a, you know, year-long feud with and mm. be like, come over here and say that to my face and be like, he's on my property, kill him! Bam, bam. Yeah. Castle law! Fire this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, except... Yeah, I'm pretty sure that those guys you're talking about, that's exactly what they're looking for. Looking for any excuse. My one friend told me that he sits in his kitchen in the dark. <laughs> with his friend? gun pointed at the door. Are you using the term friend loosely, or? <laughs> eh, guy I know. Uh, could it be better defined as friendly acquaintance? Friend, or? Uh, no, well, I don't would know. You, would, you, would you invite <laughs> him to your house? I would, but I haven't. Yeah. I guess. I've never been to his house, but we've been drinking at the bar a couple times. Don't ever go to his house. <laughs> He's waiting in the kitchen. Oh, yeah, I know. Him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you got to think that there's got to be a, a, a provision. There's, there's no provision in the law for a technically following the rules, but not in not not in actuality. And technically, I was in the, in the kitchen in the dark, but that doesn't matter. He was trying to break into my house. No. You have a duty to not be a douchebag <laughs> or a duty to retreat, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it all comes down to what you can convince a jury of. Yeah, true. Right. And if it's a black kid in a hoodie, he's got not much of a chance. Yeah, surprisingly, you don't hear about stuff like that. You'd think these guys would be doing it, like, in a real, like, crime-ridden neighborhood. Like, the guy I know is living on top of the mountain. Nobody's breaking into his house <laughs> in the middle of the night. It's a it's a trek to get up there. <laughs> but you'd think, like, in a, in a more urban or city citified area, like, you know, someone might be trying this. Sure. May have gotten away with it, too. If it weren't for those meddling kids. Damn it. <laughs> as soon as I said it, I'm like, Ugh. somebody's <laughs> going to say it. God damn. <laughs> okay, moving on. Where is this guy at? Las Vegas? Las Vegas Bottle Water Company. Uh, this guy is in Nevada. He is a lieutenant governor in Nevada. Brent. Candidate. Oh, yeah. Candidate. Brent Jones. He's running for lieutenant governor in, uh, in Nevada. So he is... Uh, Part owner, CEO, I don't remember. He has association with a bottled water company, alkalized bottled water. It has a mm. stable negative ionization. Mm. Which, that sounds like hooey. Yeah, that sounds has no, delicious. It, it does sound like hooey. That, that has no <laughs> medical, you know, actual benefit whatsoever. But in any case, he has uh, he's running for lieutenant governor, and a lot of people have come out against him with the argument that he has forced them to listen to Scientology videos, and he has promoted systems of religious belief founded by uh, L. Ron Hubbard. So he's pushing Scientology onto his uh, employees. <clears throat> Even forced one to go to a uh, meeting where the guy said that he was, they attempted to brainwash him. <laughs> well, what, is a, what does a Christian church do? What does a Muslim, I don't want to say church, do? What is, it, it, I, not in any defense of Scientology, but there, he's not doing anything more than millions of other people in this country are doing. That's true. His, that his, his religion is just crazier than the rest of them. <laughs> or crazy as. <laughs> Craziest. I'll give you that. <laughs> No, I'm not even saying craziest. I'm saying crazy as. They're mm. both equally fucking crazy. Sure. One's just newer than the other. <laughs> well, one's got aliens. 
One has a resurrection and talking snakes. And <laughs> right. I was going to say, switch out aliens with angels and you've got the same thing. Oh, uh, okay. I'm I don't board. know. Maybe. I still think, maybe it's because I'm used to Christianity, but I still think the whole Xenu story is a little less believable. <laughs> in historical context, though. I mean, I think Christianity has infused itself into our society so deeply that it's just, you don't, it's not as new and fresh and crazy. <laughs> it's more Earth-based, but it's still nuts <laughs> that a guy built an ark and put every animal on it True. and survived and two people lived in a garden alone. And had baby, and had sons that populated the Earth. Hmm. Right. Yeah. And... <laughs> Where else, where else can I go? <laughs> Living in the belly of a whale. Right. Yeah. Mm. I mean, <laughs> sure. All right. So no, no, just newer. This newer religion. But uh, I so would again, still back, be ag- back to what I was saying. So I would still be against it if if it were you know Christian. I mean, to have somebody forcing their employees to go to any sort of religious indoctrination is wrong. Yeah. Yep. In this case, I really need that job too. God. Yeah. Like, I mean, I can't think of any situation where I'd be like, what are you fucking talking about? I'm not doing this. <laughs> but I think that there are probably lots of people in this country that put up with it, that go to um, the things that their boss requests and requires them to do so they can get a raise, so they can get along. I think it happens all the time. It's just, it's not considered bad if it's the majority religion. I don't know. Have some backbone, I guess. But I, <laughs> but I understand if you got bills to pay and you know, yeah, you, mouths to feed. You got you know children because the the contraceptives contraception available in your in your local area is shite because the local Planned Parenthood was driven out of town. You got to deal with what you got. For certain, I will support that notion. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, what if you were? Yes. W- what would you do? Would you go to church if you were forced to at your job right now? You got a mouth so to feed. Let's say that I live somewhere where the only preschool I could afford was a religious-based preschool <laughs> where my son had to spend an hour once a week sitting in chapel listening to ridiculous stories of, and concepts about the Bible. Do you think I would I would suck it up and send him there because it was my best option? Probably. Mm. <laughs> Seems likely at this point. <laughs> Does he come home with questions? <laughs> um, No. Oh, I, 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 uh, only once have I, uh, and it's only happened once, uh, have I chosen to redirect him when he was in his free time singing a song, I believe titled Walk in Jesus's Way. Mm. Whoa. I was like, no. Nope. <laughs> I was like, let's sing something else, buddy. <laughs> He's like, but I like this song. You get to walk in place and then jump in place mm. and then march in place. I was like, ah, oh, sinister. And you should have taken him right to YouTube and said, I want you to listen to this song. It's called Peekaboo. <laughs> <laughs> I did. It wasn't it wasn't exactly that, but it was I said, I have a song we could sing. Let's sing the excavator song by Blippy. You seem to enjoy that. <laughs> oh, we needed him today. We did we had some unidentified piece of large equipment in our front yard today, so <laughs> I don't know what to call that. We need a child. It's called a lawnmower, Karen. <laughs> it was not a lawnmower. <laughs> it was like a little mini excavator. <laughs> mm, that's probably what it was. Mm, I didn't know they came in sizes. Anyway. They do. <laughs> 
So my anyway, <laughs> my main point on this guy Brent Jones was I wanted to to bring this up because he's a Trump backer. But, no shit, really? But he is, <laughs> he is not Christian. He is definitely Scientology. He found out that one of his employees was uh, drinking in the evening, so he sent him to Narconon. Narconon? Narconon, yep. How can you do that? Oh. <laughs> Again, terms of your employment. Yeah. What you'll put up with. The the guy said that he didn't didn't feel that he had a choice. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, yeah, Scientology bad. That's all I got. Yeah, for sure. Religion bad. <laughs> All right, that is all that I have in the state news. Let's move on to uh, world news. I only have one thing. It's Israel and what's going on in Israel. What's going on in Israel? (laughs) I was going to say, I I haven't heard anything going on in Israel, not from the White House. (laughs) I I would like to rephrase it slightly to not say Israel, but what's going on in Jerusalem, because Jerusalem is more than just Israel. And that's right. kind of the point of this. But uh, not everything that's going on over there is in Jerusalem. That's true. 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 All I know is I get all my information straight from Sarah Sanders, and she has mentioned nothing about the goings-on over there. (laughs) So I can only assume everything is fine. Mm. And she's credible. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, now the other day, there was a a purportedly Muslim fellow who stabbed one dude or one woman over in Paris on her way out of the opera, and the White House had something to say about that. Mm. But the... 33 people who have been murdered by <laughs> Israeli snipers and other efforts uh, over in Jerusalem. I've heard not a word about that. That's um, business as usual. The, uh, the number has been upticked to 56 at this point. Oh, good. Mm. Last I heard. It might be higher now. But they're forcing their hands, the, the poor Israelis. These Palestinians are forcing their hand. So here's here's an, an argument. So one here's the facts. Trump has moved the United States Embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Israel has claimed that to be their capital. Of course, the Palestinians say that they can't be entirely Israeli because it's partially ours as well. Um, So there's that whole thing. And then there was a protest on uh, in Gaza that thousands of people came out and they. But so here's the argument. There's a couple articles that have been put out saying that Hamas has specifically wanted tens of thousands of people not just to protest in Gaza, but to storm the wall. They wanted people to storm the wall and break through. And so my question is, how much of this is Israel's fault? Now, obviously some of it, but at the point where you have a group inciting people to storm the wall, break into uh, there's a whole lot of different arguments that can be had here, but I'm just kind of curious where mm. where where you lie on that. Well, I I would like to back it up a couple steps and and talk about the history briefly of Jerusalem. I mean, it, it is the and I don't under, quite understand why this is, but it is the central focal point for three of the largest religions in the world: Christianity, Judaism, and and Islam. And I don't quite know why all three have such a hold on this city. But well, because they're all based, they're all Abrahamic religions. They're all based on the same on the same idea that uh, Jerusalem is uh, the the capital. It's the the one place, the holiest of cities, because it's all based off of the fact that you know David ruled there. It was the the, the Jews. They believe that David ruled there, and this is always supposed to be the home of the Israeli or the people of Israel. The the Christians think basically the same. 
because the Bible says that uh, the end times won't come until the people of Israel have reclaimed, fully reclaimed Jerusalem. That's one of the signs of the end times. Mm. And uh, if you have any, if you need to, to hear about that, you can just listen to Fox News because the reporter on there is mm. like, Trump is doing a great job. He's fulfilling the prophecies. It's exactly what we need to see. What about the Muslim religion? What What is their focal point on? I don't remember. Oh, there's, there's a mosque. Yes, they consider it to be one of the one of three holiest sites on the planet. Um, I don't remember the name of the mosque. I'm kind of embarrassed about that because I just read it not that long ago. But again, it's just it's regarded as one of the holiest places on Earth. So, with that background information, then giving all of it to one of those three religions would, by necessity, cause strife. And angst and wars, as we well know from you know the 1940s on. Actually, probably way before that. So, is this was this action just Pence's way of trying to bring about the end times? I mean, is that all it is? I mean, Trump's motivation. Good God, who knows? His uh, motivation could be just I said I would, and that's the extent of it. That's pretty much what it was. Yeah. Every yeah, every every say. president says they're going to do this. He right. just did it. Right. So but does that mean that he has the blood of those 56 people on his hands because he understood what would happen, was told what would happen, was told repeatedly by numerous people not to do it because this is what will happen. And The UN condemned them, condemned, yeah. this, condemned this move. Right. But do you think he really knew what would happen? Because I, I constantly hear that, well, you know, even uh, what's his name? Uh, Lindsey Graham said he I don't know if he was joking about it or not, but he said, you know, Trump didn't Trump was surprised. He didn't even think this would happen. He had no idea that that this that these protests were going to happen. Do you, I mean, do you think he's that no. ignorant or Mattis told him it would happen? Numerous people told him it would happen. The Palestinians told him it would happen. But did he actually register that information? Right. Or was he just like, no, but this is a win, and I want to win? Yeah. Or did he not care? Who Who are these Palestinians? What are they about? Can they vote why for do, me? Yeah. Why do they care? Are they, they brown? Have, do, they oh, have, all <laughs> do they have any money, and could I put a Trump Tower in their side of the city? No, they don't have any money, so no. Yeah. <laughs> I would put it to you more like this. He didn't know... Or know that it would happen. He didn't care yeah. what would happen. That's more like it. He made a promise. It will have no downside to the running of the Trump organization. It won't affect any of the money going into his pocket, so it doesn't matter. And Pence likes it, so... And Pence wants it, yeah. So it'll make him happy and keep him busy for a while. <sighs> One of the biggest... I, I can't even... I don't know why this isn't in the news more. The primary speaker that the United States sent over, the first pastor to speak, was Robert Jeffries who we've mentioned in this podcast previously. Mm -hmm. This guy claims that the, the Jewish people are going to hell, that Islam is a false religion, that, uh, you know, the, the, yeah, the, all, everyone who's a Jew is going to hell because uh, they crucified Christ. And he repeatedly has said that, yeah, it doesn't matter if you're good, God sends good people to hell. Not only Here's do religions like Mormonism, Islam, Judaism, Hinduism, they lead people away from God. So the, those religions are leading people to hell. This guy was the first speaker in Israel at the moving of the embassy. Right. His quote specifically is, God sends good people to hell. Not only do religions like Mormonism, Islam, Judaism, Hinduism, not only do they lead people away from God, they lead people to an eternity of separation from God in hell. End quote. That's the guy they brought to Jerusalem. Yeesh. And it didn't make any waves. I don't understand this. How can... 
I mean, did nobody well, do any research on this he, guy? That's something he said in the past, right? Fake news. <laughs> what did he say? That, did he open up? I He didn't open up being like, hey, Jews, congratulations. By the way, you're going to hell. <laughs> I, I would love to know what is going on at that fucking White House. <laughs> like, who picked this guy? Did anybody go, hey, should we check and see if this guy said anything? You know, there's no checking <laughs> going on. And they're just like, all right. I'm going with the first draft of the movie, and that's it. No rewrites. It's a done deal. He's coming. <laughs> I think that for things like this, Pence has a lot more power than he ought to have. And I, I think uh, Jared also – well, I, he, I, I don't I, – how did Jared let Mr. Robert Jeffries get through the net? That They probably don't know. How can you not Google the guy? I mean, it doesn't take Because they're much. all fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, Pastor, got it. Okay. Sounds good. Let's go. Everybody in the plane. <laughs> well, what about the other guy that they brought? Pastor John Hagee? Hage? I don't know how you pronounce the name. H-A-G- oh, yeah, I heard he said some awful shit, too, right? Yeah, he's a founder of Christians United for Israel. So obviously you have to bring him, even though at one point he said Hitler was sent by God as a hunter. Oh. Hitler was a hunter sent by God. Now, how can you take that guy with you to Israel? How? I mean, <laughs> man. Well, here's what I've 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 learned something. Yeah, and now I know you brought up the thing about you know was it bad what the Israelis did to these Palestinians and you know they're storming the wall and who's at fault here and everything like that. But I am slowly beginning to realize, and I guess I probably should have a long time ago, that the Israeli government is mm. not fucking great. No, oh no, like they are. Like first, I mean, we all know Netanyahu's corrupt as shit. Yeah, that's obvious. But like on a whole. And again, I'm not all con- not condemning all Israelis. Please, I don't want anybody to condemn me because of Donald Trump. <laughs> but or like Israel. between what happened last week in Iran, you know, when as soon as Trump was like, "I'm ripping this shit up," they're like, "Cool, let's let's lob some fucking missiles." Yeah. And this, like, granted, if there if there was thousands of people storming the wall, I can understand. But I heard of people like throwing a rock and getting shot. Yes. You know, or throwing a bottle and getting shot. Well, yeah. And I didn't hear anything about any Israelis dying. Oh, no, they were, they were too far away from them. It was high-powered rifles against Molotov cocktails. So, yeah. So, from a long distance. Oh, just, I mean, like, and, and, you, and then you wonder when you bring these pastors in who have said awful things about Jews mm. and a great thing about Hitler, right? But they're <laughs> like, but this moves my agenda along. I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. Well, because I'm full of shit. And you don't really believe what you believe, thus proving Mike Pence is a big lying piece of shit. <laughs> well, I don't understand why the Israelis went along with the whole kit and caboodle. Because, yeah, this, this Hagee guy and um, Jeffries, they can't like him. That I don't know how they got – why didn't somebody say, how about you pick somebody else? <laughs> this well, they guy, obviously didn't check either. I guess not. <laughs> I don't know how Netanyahu doesn't make a statement now and be like, I can't believe – you know. These are the people you brought, but yeah. whatever. He got his embassy. He right. got he got his legitimacy. He's happy. But what what does it actually do for Israel? So it just establishes more of a foothold for Judaism in in Jerusalem. That that's that's their only end game. How do you not see that as an enormous end game? Well, they win <laughs> politically or, or that's their city. These other chumps religiously. Who cares about politically? Mm. Well, now wait a minute though. Where are the other embassies? They're all in Tel Aviv, right? Yes. Most of them. There's a couple so, in, that so, are already in Jerusalem. 
So we're the first ones to do this. Not first. Oh, we're not the first ones to no, do this. There's a couple. We're, are we like the first first world Major. country to do it? Yes. Okay. Well, no. Canada, don't let me down. Don't move your embassy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't imagine anybody else is going to follow suit. It's so stupid, too. The building was already there. They just put a plaque on it. Right. It's not like they built the fucking thing. Right. I mean, so instead of an embassy, most people have a consulate in Jerusalem. So they do have, you know, um, people there. They just, it's not the quote embassy. You can't see my air quotes. <laughs> the, uh, according to an article that I just pulled, actually not an article, a Wikipedia page, uh, Guatemala was the only other country that had an embassy in Jerusalem. Yeah, I knew it was somebody small. I can remember who. Every- well, maybe, Karen, were you asking the question, like, what's going to change now? Right. Yeah, like, what is going to change now? It's going to be really inconvenient for all the other ambassadors to get together. <laughs> okay. Because the U.S. will be in a different country, in, in a different city. I mean, it really just seems like a fuck you move for, to, for, to, to Palestinians to be like, ah, fuck you. Yeah. Got you. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's a big part of it. I mean, yeah, to, for Trump to be able to stick his thumb in the, the, the eye of a bunch of Muslim people. Yeah, that was that was a plus for him. Definitely. And Israel to say fuck you to the Palestinians. And bonus there, too. Yes. So there's a couple Just things great. that I wanted to say about Israel. The, the one argument that I've that I've heard that I I tend to agree with on on the topic in particular, Sam Harris uh, made the argument that it look Israel is extremely well armed. We have been mm-hmm. arming Israel for a long time. They have a ton of firepower. They have a ton of aircraft. If they really wanted to destroy everyone in Gaza, they could do that, and they they don't. However. I mean that that's one argument saying that they're maybe they're on the moral end because if but well, now wait let me let me pause you there for sure. a second like everybody knows that everybody knows that the, that the Israel has a has a pretty good army and could wipe these people out but on the world stage they would look like a horrible people if they did this yes absolutely and they need an excuse and they need an excuse to do it and they got it for fifty six of them yes yeah absolutely and if it makes the rest of them think twice and three times about throwing rocks next time that's a win for them yeah but then you have the other side of the argument which is that they have basically just been pounding on the palestinian people since 1948 Mm -hmm. they have been taking over their homes they have been running them out and they have been running them out of their own homes burning down villages and pushing them all together and then blockading them so that they can't leave they can't hope to get a better you know life Right, and, are, and it's specifically on the basis of their religion or ethnicity. Yes, there are no. They're keeping them poor and uneducated. Yeah, they don't get basic services. They don't get the same quality of water, the same amount of electricity. They don't get the same access to schools. They don't get access out of behind the walls behind the, which they live. Yeah. So, so giving Israel credit for not just killing them isn't giving them much credit, I think is no. my argument. <laughs> they put the Palestinians in this position of desperation and are surprised and anticipate them rebelling. Right. I think I need the Gaza Strip explained to me. Like, um, what is that? It's a strip of land that was contested in the 1960s war, I want to say, that Israel won because, again, superior firepower, and they kicked out a whole bunch of Palestinians put Israelis in and squeezed all of the um, the Palestinians into a smaller area. Okay, and, so that's why I've heard to it referred to as like an open air prison. Yeah, yeah. 
All right. Because the area is walled off and there is a blockade in, they have a blockade out on the water. Like these people can't go anywhere and they can't be, right. because, uh, what was it? Uh, Syria, Egypt, that were sending in supplies, uh, trying to help out the, the Palestinian people. And so the blockade went up. Okay. Right. So they're completely encircled. They can't get out. And Israel's argument, and I don't think that it's entirely false, but their argument mm. was that the supplies also contained weapons, ammunition, things to help combat Israeli forces. Probably did. Sure. Desperate people, desperate times, that yeah. kind of stuff. But. Yeah, exactly. So it's a real crappy, uh, crappy situation. And I d- With less hope of it getting better now. Yes, far less hope. <laughs> now, granted, and again, I'm not saying that Israel is right, but... Hamas backing the Palestinians does not help their cause. Hamas basically said, I want you to pile up in the tens of thousands and run at the wall. Oh, some of you got killed? Well, they're martyrs. Mm. Um, and Hamas is backed by the Supreme Iranians. Leader in Iran. So yeah. it's it's a bad situation all around. It's amazing that 56 people died over a made-up fucking story. Yeah. You know, like all this bullshit about this city and it's all bullshit it's like made up shit yeah it's just a fucking city that's all it is they twist their lives and martyr themselves for something that is can't possibly exist yeah was god whisper why would god whisper in three different religions ears and tell them this yeah it's amazing if there was no religion just would have been a normal monday (laughs) (laughs) so i guess moving on for a bit yeah, please. <laughs> Next story. This I don't really have much to say about this, but the Mormons are completely severing ties with the Boy Scouts. Woo-hoo. Apparently, letting girls in was the last straw. <laughs> <laughs> I see a Wait, lot of people mad about this. Yeah. So. Oh my God! I don't know what happened, and tell me my more. My understanding is that recently the Boy Scouts allowed girls to join as well. <sighs> And the argument, one argument is gays were okay. We weren't happy about it, but we could deal with it. But as soon as you let girls into the Boy Scouts, the Mormon church is like, nope, pulling the plug. I'm severing all ties with that. We're going to start our own scout-like education system for young boys. So what is it, like 18 to 20% of the, the Boy Scouts are Mormon? And, really? And the, oh, Mormon, yeah. shit. the Mormons are like, yep, pulling out. We're not with the Boy Scouts anymore. Now, the Mormon church also said it wasn't because you allow girls in. So hmm. that's just a theory. It was so they, they claimed it was so they could start their own project. Yeah. Now, why, 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 why did that happen? I guess. What was the, the impetus for including girls in Boy Scouts? Because not all girls like to sew. Some girls like to go camping and do pine wood Girl Scouts are, are not offered camping opportunities. No. Well, really? Not traditionally. Maybe nowadays. Well, they're they're different programs going on. They're not ex- they're not exactly the same, you know. Except ones for boys and ones for girls. So if you wanted to do certain things in the boys one, but you're a girl, you couldn't do it, you know. Right. Or if you just like their badge system or whatever the fuck, who the fuck cares? Let them in. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, that was always the thing that pissed me off. My brother got to go Pinewood Derby creating, and I went. I was supposed to go to a sewing class, and I didn't go. I'm like, I'm going to make a Pinewood Derby, and I went, and they didn't let me race. So why not just scrap them and call them scouts? That's they basically are. what they did. They're changing the okay. name. And you can go to- do the youth programs that you want to do. Not all boys want to do Pinewood Derby. Some would like to learn to cook That's and true. sew. So That's true. They're valuable skills. They are. So Especially now the boys if you're in the woods. 
So now the boys also have to go to parents' offices and door-to-door and ask us to buy cookies? No, this isn't a merging of the Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts. The the Girl Scouts will still be – unless they – I I can imagine at some point in the future they'll combine together. But the Girl Scouts of America are 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 boys allowed to join the Girl Scouts? As of yet, no, I don't think so. Yeah, of course not. I haven't heard that. Why would you have that? Because They're separate entities. I, I could tell you why. It's because tell me why. <laughs> because just in, as in many things in life, it's not fair. And people say that um, women already have a disadvantage, so that they get to do some things exclusively. Oh, good. Maybe we can get some female members in our fraternity. <laughs> why not? Why would we? Why? Yeah, why not? Why? Why would every? Why? Why not make everything all inclusive all the time? Why not? Why, yeah, why not? <laughs> What's the problem? <laughs> well, because then you... Oh, hold on. Let me compose myself and stop feeling frustrated. Because <laughs> the correct answer is, I don't know. Why not? I mean... <laughs> well, I think... Let, let me let, see if I can take a crack at it. The, the idea that why can't we have why can't we have an organization that is specific for, uh, you know, a group of people? Why Why does everything have to be all-inclusive? Because there's no equality in this world. Well, for instance, why is there a best actress and a best actor category in the Oscars? Why isn't there just best actor? Because for the very longest time, the only people that ever won Oscars were men. So then they split it up. And at some point, yes, they can unsplit it up and bring it back into normal when we have equality. But we don't have well, that then yet. Well, <laughs> then we got to split it further. There's got to be best actor male white, best actor male black. Best actor, male, other. <laughs> Oscar's so white, I'm outraged. It, 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 Wait, every I'm group needs constant representation equally. Because there's or no else equality. society falls apart. But that, that, that doesn't work with the Boy Scouts thing. Because <laughs> the Boy Scouts are like, no, fuck that shit. Everybody can come. So you're saying if they decided to do that, that people would, would be upset. If, if they did that with the Oscars. If they said, look, we're, we're getting rid of the female and the male aspect of it. It's just best actor in a movie. I'm saying, yes, if, if yeah, people would be voting, like, no, that's bullshit. There needs to be a separate category to no, represent women. if the women. voting doesn't come out equal every year, regardless of performance, then there's some sort of shenanigans and, and we have to, you know, investigate that and we have to protest that I, and we have to make sure that there's equal representation. I don't think there's an argument for equal representation for every year, but there is an argument for equal representation in the average. And in the average, black Americans were not equally represented, not by a long shot, in the Oscars. And I think are there an equal number of black actors as there are white actors? No, I think that that's it's per capita. I think they've you know done that math as well. It doesn't need to be fifty fifty, but I th- what is it? Twenty percent of the population is African American, and for a couple of years, one or two percent won. That's not equal. It's not fair. It's not equitable. Twenty percent of the acting population or the population at large? Probably population at large. But there's okay. You're talking about just giving people on the street Academy Awards because no. they're black. Are you saying that there are fewer black actors? Yes. Than represented in maybe that's the problem. That's not a problem. Sure it is. Uh, is why is it a problem? Bec- what is the problem? I'm the kind pro- of with Ian on with, this. Why is that a problem? It's a well. It depends on why there aren't any a, a you know a per capita number of black actors. Why why what might that be? Is it because there are no roles for them? They are not called in to be to become actors. There is no hope for getting a job, so they go back home again. Uh, what is the reason that there aren't? It, do you think it's because you know black people don't want to be actors? 
And why is it that there aren't an equal number of, you know, representative number of black actors? But I would have to say there probably is. If if 20% of the population of the country is black. You would think then, that. Except- then 20, then there's, so what do you, but like, so if for every year that there's five actors up for a thing, one of them should always be black? No, I'm not saying the, year over year, not year over year. I mean, some years are going to be unequitable. That's fine. But on the average, over, say, a 20-year cycle, it should be close to the average. It shouldn't be, you know, a huge glaring – it shouldn't be glaringly statistically wrong. I would make the argument that the overall problem is not that the is not that the awards that are being handed out aren't being dis- dispersed uh, – racially equal enough but that the the problem lies in the very basic that if you don't get the right education if you don't get the uh, enough of a, a good start in life that that's going to cause these percentages to be off that it's not the academy that's to blame but it's the way that we've treated different people in in society in general I would agree with that. Yeah. I would say that uh, there is less opportunity to become a top tier actor if you're a black actor. There's less opportunity to become an actor if you're a black person. I think the the inequity is not just in the Academy Awards. It is in all the things that lead up to the Academy Awards. So I think the argument of, you know, 20% of all um, awards need to be given to black actors doesn't make sense because there aren't as many in the population of actors. I'll, I'll, I'll grant you that point. But hell, you got to start somewhere. And pointing it out is, I think, all they were doing. They were just saying, this is an, a pristine example of the inequality that exists in the, um, in the studio system. And they're right. For many different reasons. But they're still right. I'm so confused. I don't know who yeah. I'm agreeing with and who I'm disagreeing <laughs> with. <laughs> I think that's understandable at this point. We we kind of went down a. It is hole. it's it is a little muddled because I I I have you know been taking some time to think about this. I guess one of my earlier questions is if you don't like you know the activities that are offered in the Girl Scouts and you like the activities offered in the Boy Scouts, rather than force the Boy Scouts to include you, why wouldn't you create an organization based around your own needs. I don't think that that they were forced to do this in any way. No. I don't think there was any court cases or – I didn't hear any stories of girls trying to get into the Boy Scouts. Like, they just were like, we're doing this. Well, I think that the secret thing was that there were plenty of girls that were going to the Boy Scouts, just not officially. They were going with their big brothers – and they were doing the things that they wanted to do, just not being fully included. They couldn't get badges and all that stuff. So they were, you know, little second-class citizens of the Boy Scouts or the Weeblows or whatever. I don't understand why does there need to be a separate boys-only club of anything? Why not? Why, why do we have to include everybody? I just don't understand constant inclusion. Well, it's not a gender-specific thing, though. Right. I think in one portion, it's a place where the boys could go and they didn't have the, you know, gender issues. They didn't have to, how do I put it? They don't have, to, like, when you're around, when you're around girls, as, as, you know, teenagers and younger, you act differently. You are trying to impress the girls. You, you war with the other boys more because you're trying to, you know, get the girls' attention. I think part of it was to separate that out and just 
have the boys not be distracted by girls, have the girls not be distracted <laughs> by the boys, and just have... But, again, that's a whole... I don't I don't even want to touch on the gender identity issues. <laughs> that would be... See, I don't... I don't think that's true, no. though, because I, I, I doubt that's when the when the Boy Scouts was invented, that that's what, what they were thinking. I think they were thinking, these are the things that boys do. Right. And girls don't do these things. And that was that. And it was a different time. And, you know, everyone's Gender like, roles. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Boys go in the woods. Boys, you know, make fires, sleep in tents. That's not a girl thing. Right. I think I, I see. I see Ian's point to say, like, well, then just make the Scouts and leave everything intact. But. The Boy Scouts already have they're I would say they're probably bigger than the Girl Scouts. Yeah. And they already have the mechanisms and the systems already there. They're willing to do it. Not a problem. Now, if you're now Ian, if you're afraid that you're going down the route like when a place when a private company's like, we're making a men's club only for men, and then someone's like, You have to let women in, I don't agree with that. Because it's it's a private and, and I understand that the Boy Scouts is a private organization to some extent, but you know, these people are paying. They decided to do this. Why do women have to go to the men's club? Is that where you're falling around? Well, what about things like the the Elks Club and the Moose? As of you know, last I checked, which I'll give you, is it was quite some time ago. You could not join as a single woman. You could only join as uh, you know part of a couple. Only men could. That sounds accurate. Yeah. Is that? Well, that's stupid. <laughs> is it? Well, that's uh, the point I'm making. Is that nobody's forcing their hand. <laughs> And nobody's forcing the Elks Club. If the Elk Club want to do what they want to do, they can. But if they decide one day, they're like, hey, we're going to let women in or single women, which, by the way, would make me want to join the Elk Club more, <laughs> you know, knowing that there'd be single women there with like-minded interests, whatever the fuck you do in there. Um, <laughs> you sit at a bar and drink, pretty much, but no. <laughs> right. Like, if this, Ian, I would be so on your side if this was like a court case thing and they're like, you have got yeah, to I let women I, I in. I assumed that it was. Oh, no. No, I don't it's think not. so. No. I think they, they've been um, – well, I think, honestly, the, the numbers have been reducing. Um, I think the Boy Scouts of America are not as influential and not as well thought of as they used to be. I think the whole LGBT thing hurt them, not allowing them to be Scoutmasters. Sure. I guess I guess I'm, I'm more frustrated as why one organization has to yield and all other organizations can remain rigid. I don't – that's why I, I wanted to know why wouldn't it be just be Scouts because I know that – Boys cannot join the Girl Scouts. I think they should be able to. And you never know. This just happened. So they, it, right. they might do that. Very possible. I mean, I, by the same, I, I don't think it's reasonable to stand up a whole new organization for girls that like to go camping. I don't think it's unreasonable to just allow the girls to go camping with the boys. I, I don't think it's unreasonable to exclude some people some of the time. Some people some of the time, sure. I, I think that's yeah. reasonable, but not I do too. half the population <laughs> all the time. I think sending from only one thing. It's not just one thing, though. That's the point. It, it, the point is, it's just one thing. There's so few things. So th so few things are the are the you know men only club anymore. Is that the problem? I don't. I find that to be a problem. And again, I'm probably wrong because I am drowning <laughs> in white male privilege. But I guess I just don't see the problem. That's because you're not excluded. I feel like there are probably plenty of things that I can't be part of that I don't miss. When you're excluded from a lot of things, you, you, you tend to just, you know, get a little pissed off about it all the time. And we've been chipping away. I think that, you know, the Oaks, Cl Oaks Club and, and the Moose at some point will have to open their doors to single women and it will probably go just fine. Um, yeah. 
I'm sure I'm sure that it will. Yeah. I can't imagine, you know, why why it would be. I guess I just and we're, we're surrounded by it. So in state college, it is legal for a whole bunch of male students to um, live in a house together and debauch the hell out of three years of their lives. But you, sure. you cannot have that same size building with a bunch of women in it. It's correct. Illegal. That is inappropriate. It's completely inappropriate. That is, that is bizarre and inappropriate. And yet it exists still to this day with nobody really fighting it. And it's odd. Right. Right. I feel like that's something that could easily be legislated to appropriate. Right. So you can't have a large, you know, a, a large house building filled with women, call it a sorority. And you, and you can't do that because why? But there's a whole I'm, bunch of things that exist that are like that. And I'd come up with, you know, three just sitting here. Elks, moose, well, although I can put them in the same category. And sororities. There's a thousand more. So we, we're chipping away. Are there? Yeah, there are. Are there? Yes. <laughs> are there? <laughs> now, that is, now, is the housing issue exclusive to State College or Pennsylvania and its weird laws? I feel like in, in the rest of the real world, ladies are allowed to have a sorority house. I don't know. I don't know if it's a Pennsylvania thing, a state college thing, or... Movies tell me that that is the case, but I don't mm. trust movies when, when in this particular discussion. Right. <laughs> Normally, I would say, it happened in the house, Bunny, it must be true. <laughs> in this particular case, I would want to uh, do a little bit more research. Yeah. I don't know what the real thing is. I've always heard that you can't have a sorority in, in a house by itself because that meets the definition of a brothel. Yes, that is why it is in the, that is why it is the law here in the great state of Pennsylvania is like something like seven or more unrelated females in the same residence counts as a brothel. That is outrageous. It is outrageous. <laughs> I love that. It law. is egregious. <laughs> that law is the and best. And I, 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 again, I feel like that should be easy to legislate. I guess I don't know. I just feel like if a group doesn't want me, I probably have limited if anything, in common with them, and I don't feel the need to kick my way into their organization just to say, I told you so. But who's doing that? Yeah. The Boy Scouts are inviting the girls in in this <clears throat> case. Yes, yes. This this case is, I, I now that I have all the information, that's cool. They can do what they want. They're the Boy Scouts. <laughs> they're, they're, if they want to just say, oh, well, yeah, let's just do that. Yeah, I, I assumed that it, it had been based on some court ruling. No, I think that their numbers have been diminishing because of the whole LGBTQ nonsense and that they're using this as a way to, you know, attract the other half of the population. <laughs> and the president tells porn stories at their jamborees. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Well, that he is the worst. They also have a <laughs> religious problem in that you still have to believe in God if you're going to be a member of the Scouts. Well, you have to say you do anyway. Yeah. And and that's why I left. <laughs> the growing number of nuns in America. Yeah, that just doesn't. Doesn't I don't know. Work. I just find myself on the on the side of pro exclusivity. Like <laughs> I I wish that that it were even even more so. I feel like unless you can prove with some sort of some sort of lineage mapping that you're Italian, that you shouldn't be allowed to go into the SOI and drink. Like they should be like, get out, you dirty Hungarian. <laughs> and I'd be like, okay, that's reasonable. That's what you get for going into the Sons of Italy and ordering a beer. But it's not the case. I feel like now again, like you said, there is there is, uh, single women are definitely excluded. But I think everybody 
who is not a veteran of foreign wars, should be excluded from the VFW. But And yet I can walk in there and have lunch, which is... For sure you can. Which is weird. And I say boo to that. <laughs> but nobody's saying if they wanted to do that, Ian, that it would be bad. I can't become a oh. member, but I can go in there and have lunch. <laughs> right, but even if they said, look, if you're not a veteran, you can't come in here. Would you be like, nope, I am going to get into this goddamn place? Or would it, you be like, all right. The problem is, is that it depends on what it is. I mean, if it is a social club for veterans so they can have, could because they have a shared experience, I have no problem with that. If it's a, a, a restaurant and I just can't eat there because I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm a white woman, that's, that's a problem. I, then you're starting to get it down the slippery slope of, well, we, well, we, right, we but, don't but, treat Muslims, that, but that's, you know, but whatever that's the hell it is. completely... But a restaurant is a completely different thing. We're talking about clubs or organizations. Sure. I mean, yes, yeah. I have no argument against – and I think actually the way the VFW handles it is good. Um, the lunch, because they would like to make money and support their the facility, um, they serve lunch there and anybody can come. But in the evenings, it is for members. I mean, VFW member. You have to be a veteran of a foreign war in order to be a member. That seems like a pretty reasonable compromise. I have no argument with that. Okie dokie. I think – <laughs> yeah, I, feel I, like, I would like to say I suddenly feel like we weren't on the opposite side of any of the issues we were just discussing and and I don't know how it it, it got so convoluted. Yeah, I, I would like to add one just a little bit to it though. And that is that I think that and not all fraternities. I think fraternities in particular are not good for young men. And not all of them, obviously. I think the the the, the ones on campus here as we have seen recently, have a number of issues. It allows young men to be in positions of making decisions that they are incapable of making. <laughs> that is true. I think conceptually, they're a great idea. Yes. I don't know that any of them are executed successfully. Right. And I think you're, put, there is... you're putting young men in a, in, in a young men together in a group make poor decisions. Yeah, that and there's too much... History. Animal house associated with them. Yes. Like that, that is, is now integrated with fraternities to the point where it is virtually, a, they expect that. The, the people joining them expect that. These aren't, they're, you know, they're no longer for, for, you know, brotherhood and leadership and democracy and, and building contacts and, you know, improving yourself, you know, in a, in a collegiate setting. Right. They are, by default setting, a, a a party haven for sin and debauchery of sorts. I never understood fraternities or what they were meant for. I think originally the idea, the concept was you bring a group of people together. They, like Ian said, the, the whole leadership thing, the whole reason it was Greek was because democracy came from Greek democracy. Like the idea is Greek. Right. So you get together and you learn how governmental stuff works by having your own little governmental unit. I, I that was my understanding. Right. And you provide community you provide community service, you provide service to uh the university. Uh, right, you, but you could you, do all those things without a fraternity. I understand what Ray said though. You, you could you if could it's like a little mock if it's a little mock government, I, I kinda get it. Right, but at that and here's you could do those all independently, but the amount of effort that you can put into those if you get a group of twenty or thirty like-minded individuals working towards the same goal, you can be that much more effective. Right. But does every fraternity do that, though? No. no that is just the concept of fraternity. Right. Oh. Most most fail. Give little to nothing back to the community. Mm. Like I guess I guess my question is is like, what is the difference between fraternity A and fraternity B? 
Like, do do, do they have different... Nothing. Okay. They're just different names. Yes. Yeah, there are some that are, you know, have very specific requirements. There are some fraternities that are only open to veterans and active service members. There are some fraternities that are only open to students pursuing an education in engineering. There are, you know, some of them have very specific uh, focus. Most of them are just, you know, general. That's what I, I was more or less talking about the general ones. Like, correct. There what, is, like, there why is would nothing. I go to this one and not this one? Do these guys believe in something or right. do they have a different mission stance than no. this one? There are, there's no difference from Sigma Pi to Phi Mu Delta to any other. They're all the same. Some believe in vodka and some believe in rum. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're that discerning. <laughs> not even that much. No, it's pretty much the gallon jugs of vodka as far as I can tell. Yeah. You see, every once in a while, you'll see them in the, in the liquor store. It's like a shopping cart full of gallons of the cheapest vodka you can find. I'm like, there you go. <laughs> Bankers Club, baby. <laughs> yep. All right. I know that we've had an interesting conversation. We haven't got to Trump yet. I think we're going okay. to have to call it. Uh, <laughs> okay. I, we'll talk about Trump next time. So think about it in the next week. Pros and cons. That's right. I said pros. Uh, of oh of Trump, what uh, what specifically? What things has he done that you uh, that you don't like? I, I would think it might that be a good discussion. Sounds good. So we are way over time. So unless somebody has something else urgent, okay. Uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, there are several ways you can support it. Please share it on your social media, Facebook or Twitter. Uh, you can also leave review on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play. If you'd like to contact us, you can at facebook.com slash profanearg, or you can tweet to us at profanearg. Also, please check out shows that are on the soon-to-be-named network. Soon-to-be-named-network.com uh, shows different podcasts that you can listen to on your commute or wherever you happen to require podcasts. I want to uh, thank everyone for listening, and until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you. Good night. And may your God be with you.